Welcome back everybody to the BOT Lounge Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things health and fitness. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about VO2 Max. By the end of today's episode, you'll have a better understanding of what VO2 Max is, how it's measured, why it's so important for more than just athletic performance, and then how you can improve it. I must say, before we get onto any of this, that anything said in this podcast does not substitute the advice of a medical professional. Listeners are always advised to seek professional medical advice before acting upon anything learned during these episodes. Now, with that done, let's get on to the information. So what is VO2 max? An important place to start. There's no point talking about something without actually understanding what it is fundamentally. Uh, It is put on the internet in various different places in various different formats, but fundamentally, VO2 max is the maximum volume of oxygen that a person can use during exercise. This can be expressed in two different ways. The one way is absolute. This is expressed in liters per minute. And then more usefully, for comparison between individuals, you have relative VO2 max. This is expressed in milliliters per minute per kilogram. An easy way to sort of identify these two different uh, measurements is one will simply be a smaller number. If you hear someone has a VO2 max of 3, for example, that is an absolute value. Whereas if you hear someone has a VO2 max of 60 or 50, that is a relative value. This is useful because two athletes may have differing absolute VO2 maxes. One may have one of 5 and the other may have one of 6. But for a sport such as cycling or running, where the power to weight ratio is critical in the performance of the sport it is easier to differentiate between athletes by introducing their weight into things so that's why relative vo2 max is usually the value kind of put forward when you're talking about elite athletes Um, it's not the entire picture when it comes to athletic performance because the your ability to operate at a high level of this vo2 max say 50, well, sorry, not 50, 80 or 90% of your VO2 max for extended periods of time over an hour is arguably to some degree more important than the final, uh, uh, the, the actual value itself. So now you just have a definition of it is being the maximum volume of oxygen that a person can uptake during exercise. Now you're probably wondering what what is it? How do you how do you measure this this value? So typically, VO two max tests are uh, conducted in a medical facility like a laboratory or a, or a hospital. They're usually conducted by doctors or cardiologists or some kind of specialist within the fitness industry. Um, in sort of an athletic and clinical setting, sometimes VO two max is estimated. Um, the estimations use protocols like cycling protocols, walking protocols, treadmill protocols and and things like that, then you might have someone um, doing this indoors or uh, outdoors. But another method used to estimate is things like the Cooper run. This is uh, a 12 minute run where your final value uh, will give you an estimate of your VO2 max uh, in mil per gig per min. Um, If you're doing this in kilometers, 
Beer 2 Maxwell equal 22.351 times the numbers of kilometers ran minus 11.288 and for people working in miles it would be 35.97 times the number of miles ran minus 11.29 so if you're not looking to make an estimate or for example especially if you're trying to use something like the Cooper run and you're a cyclist well it's not optimal you're not using the sport you're actually uh, looking to measure yourself in so in a laboratory or a kind of hospital setting um, you will either be on a treadmill or a bike or a rowing machine something that can be easily controlled and is indoors and static but this is not done outdoors the the protocol will be the, the resistance or the treadmill speed or you will effectively have to put more effort in periodically in in steps so maybe say you're a cyclist maybe it's uh, riding at 200 watts then 220 240 260 if you're running maybe it's seven minute kilometer six 80 minutes six 20 minute and slowly 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 getting faster and faster now where the oxygen is measured here is you will be wearing a mask that has a one-way valve in it now when you inhale oxygen from the surrounding atmosphere will obviously will come through the mask into your lungs and you'll process that oxygen we know to a fairly reasonable level of accuracy what the the oxygen content in the atmosphere is of 21% at sea level and then this can be adjusted if you're not doing this at sea level this value then provides you for your datum of how much oxygen is available this goes into your lungs the process goes through you then exhale and this one-way valve shuts and this ox this, this well this gas now has to go through a machine that can measure the final oxygen content in that air that you've exhaled at this point you continue to exercise until a point you can no longer exercise and the machine will tell you or the clinician or whoever it is the operator what your maximum amount of oxygen utilization is and then it's simply calculated into your um, your VO2 max so how many liters of oxygen are you able to consume per minute and then that can be converted into how many milliliters you can consume per minute per kilogram of body weight so that would be the gold standard and then things like the Cooper run would follow afterwards there's some sub-maximal tests like resting heart rate one mile walk time six mile walk distance but these again even less accurate because the fact that they're sub-maximal and there's a lot more estimation put into this for reference if anyone has already got their vo2 max and has come away with it wondering what the hell is this in the first place and they're here to figure that out and would like kind of a broad range of values a very broad range of people um, 18 to 45 years of age an active male would have a vo2 max of about 42.5 to 46.4 mil per kg per min and a female would have one of about 33 to 36.9 now this is across a very broad age range so to give you some perspective on how this declines well the average vo2 max scores for men by age 20 to 24 is 44 to 55 50, sorry 44 to 50 mil per kg per min 
whereas at the age of 50 to 54, that has dropped to 33 to 36 male picket women. So you can see how that is dropping off reasonably quickly. We'll go into a better detail as to how much that is shortly. So you're, you've now got values, maybe you've got your own VO2 max in front of you. You've now compared it to the average people, you know, in, the, in your age range and your, your, your sex. But you're wondering, what does this relate to? What do these, any of these mean? What can I compare these to in general activities? Well, walking at two and a half mile an hour, which is considered a brisk walk, requires about 10 milliliters of oxygen per kilogram of body weight. As a comparison, your body uses about 40 to 50% of that value when at rest, so five or four mil per kick per min. And then when you up those speeds to about five mile an hour, which is a 12 minute mile or a seven 30 minute kilometer, um, both running and walking require about 30 mil uh, of oxygen per kilogram per minute. So that kind of gives you the perspective if well, you've gone and done one, you've got a VO2 max of 30, then it probably explains why you're running at a seven 30 minute kilometer and it feels like you're going all out. So there you have a value. So if you're someone, you know, running five minute kilometers pretty easily, then it's safe to say your VO2 max is considerably higher than, than 30 mil. So maybe you have got one, maybe you haven't got one, maybe you haven't been convinced yet to go and get a VO2 max test. Maybe you're thinking, well, oh, that's great, a seven minute kilometer run, but I hate running, I don't cycle, I maybe play a bit of football or rugby or cricket or some other kind of sport but why is this important well it's obvious why it's important for athletes because if you're doing any kind of endurance sport whether that's cycling running a a short sport like a 400 minute a 400 meter uh, track runner you you those kind of sports you're like obviously we you need oxygen to do that sport so having this higher oxygen capacity is incredibly important um, but it's also important for other sports like uh, like football or rugby, sports where you are still moving around the field and still need oxygen to carry out those sports. But moving away from sport and looking more at the effect it has on your day-to-day -day life, well, if we look at that brisk walk of 10 mil per kick per min, well then... You may be thinking, well, I've got a VO2 max of like 35 and I'm 25. Well, this is where you have to start uh, paying closer attention. After the age of about 25 in men and women, VO2 max tends to decline at a rate of between 10 and 7%. In highly trained individuals, well, that can be pushed out to about 30. But you are still going to see this decline. Yes, you may come from a higher ceiling, but you will see this decline. So this is why it's so important to have the highest VO2 max you can possibly achieve at any point in your life. VO2 max um, relates very closely to um, the quality of life that you'll have as you age and your life expectancy in general. Um, it may seem like you don't need it now, but think maybe when you're retired or you're in your 70s, if you had a VO2 max of 
of 30 when you were 25. Well, let's say you go from 25 to 35. That now has dropped. Say it was originally 40. That's now dropped to 36. Then when you hit 45, that is now what, 32. Oh, my maths is going all over the place. So let's just say it's 32. And then you're now sub 30 when you hit 55. Well, you can no longer do a seven minute per kilometer, but you're thinking, oh, that's great. But then by the time you hit 75, that brisk walk is starting to prove challenging because it's very high up in your VO2 max capacity. And you may not be able to operate at that VO2 max for very long. So even operating sub-maximally is a big challenge. So regular exercise that improves the lungs, heart and skeletal muscle will improve VO2 max and are going to pay dividends later in life when you just need that oxygen carrying capacity for general tasks. So you may now be thinking, actually, I, d I don't want to be an elite athlete, but I could do with you know being able to pick up grandchildren from school and walk them home. I could do with being able to walk to the shops myself and bring back shopping. I could do with being able to go for long walks, maybe even jog occasionally or get on the exercise. But I could just do with life not being a task and being able to go about it to my best capability. Well, that's good because it's something that, although not easy to improve, and by no means is it something that you can just simply, you know, sit on the sofa and improve it, but it is something that can be improved. The big factor is the fact that the top 5% of people um, per age range of VO2 max have a 5 times reduction in all-cause mortality as a result of their improved VO2 max. And that is a pretty big value. But you're also thinking that's a pretty high percentile of people. Well, by just going from sedentary to average, you get the 3x reduction. So now let's focus on how do you just get to that average point? Well, it's going to require a mixture of things. You're going to need both low intensity and high intensity exercise. The low intensity is almost giving you the right to do the high intensity work. It's building the infrastructure needed to perform that high intensity work and giving you the work capacity to carry out that high intensity work. So that's exercise that's in the range of 60% of your maximum. And then the high intensity work is things that are 85% and over of your VO2 max. Those are really going to stress the system and there we get, you're going to see these big gains. But then don't be fooled that oh, doing more of this 85% region is going to result in better results. No, it's a careful balance of maybe four days a week just doing really what is quite easy exercise at 60%. Maybe it's not originally because just doing exercise is hard. But it will eventually seem like quite an easy task. And then moving on to this 85% 
exercise 85% of your maximum. That's where you're then going to see yourself really pushing that value up. So another little bit of information is that with this training and with this improved VO2 max, it's been said that a well-trained 70-year-old can have an well can exhibit a sort of biological age of an untrained 50-year-old. This is basically just looking at VO2 max. So you can quite easily see someone who's untrained at the age of 50 with a VO2 max of someone who is 70 and has you know been adequately trained during their life. Um, your ultimate VO2 max is kind of there is a there is a high level of um, heritability in that about 72% to 43 is quite a big range but it's just saying that quite a lot of it is but for most of us what our absolute maximum VO2 max is is really of no concern we really are not going to be pushing the needle enough to ever find out what our um, maximum VO2 max is so just by exercising in a kind of endurance manner four times a week could see a drastic improvement in your uh, quality of life as you age. So what have we learned here? Well, VO2 max is the maximum oxygen uptake in mil per kilogram or litres per kilogram if you're looking at relative and sorry, mil per kilogram is absolute. Um, it can be measured in a laboratory or it can also be gauged or estimated by things like the Cooper run. Um, it's a, as we said, it's a, a high predictor of your quality of life due to things like cardiovascular disease and that can also result in a reduction in your mortality. It's going to decrease by about 10% per decade after the age of 25 if you're a sort of averagely trained individual and about 30 if you're a really high performance uh, athlete. A mixture of low intensity and high intensity is important to improve this. There's things like the 80-20 principle but really if you're looking to just do this as a all-round health improvement then worrying about the exact distribution isn't important and if maybe one week you're just feeling really good and you do two days where you do high intensity well in the grand scheme of things it's not going to hurt you but don't go do balls to the wall every single day. Try to have a balance, a nice balance and get out there more days than you're not and you know make sure that some of those days are hard but a lot of those days it's just enjoyable and it's just if you're riding just riding around easily if you're running just running around easily you know not suffering for lack of a better word so as always if you enjoyed this episode why not follow rate or share the podcast from wherever you get it it helps other people find it and I will see you in the next episode. Bye-bye.